Hey, Potential Podcast listeners. Thanks for tuning in once again to the Potential Podcast. Before we begin today's episode, we'd like to take a moment and talk to you about something that means a lot to us. This podcast was created to be a source of fun and entertainment, and although we love to nerd out with you, one thing we do take serious is mental health. If you think you might be feeling depressed, stressed, anxious, or overwhelmed, then our sponsor, BetterHelp, is here to help you. BetterHelp offers licensed therapists who are trained to listen and help you. You can talk to your therapist in a private, safe, online environment at your convenience. There's a broad range of expertise with BetterHelp's 20,000-plus therapist network that gives you access to help that may not be available in your area. All you do is simply fill out a questionnaire to help assess your specific needs, and then you get matched with a therapist in just under 48 hours. After that, you can schedule secure video and phone sessions. Plus, you can exchange unlimited messages, and everything you share is completely confidential. Join the over 3 million people who have taken charge of their mental health with an experienced BetterHelp therapist. Our listeners will get 10% off their first month at BetterHelp.com Potential. That's BetterHelp.com Potential. Take charge of your mental health with BetterHelp. And remember, know your potential. Hey, Potential Podcast listeners. Let's talk about today's sponsor, Let's Get Checked. Let's Get Checked makes professional health testing easy by letting you get tested without having to visit a healthcare provider. You can order a testing kit that will be delivered to you in discreet packaging. Once your sample arrives in the laboratory, confidential results will be available from your secure online account within two to five days. These results are reviewed by a clinician, and a member of the Let's Get Checked nursing team may call you to review your results. And Let's Get Checked laboratories are CLIA approved and CAP accredited, which are the highest ranking levels of accreditation. So, if you want to avoid an uncomfortable office visit or prefer the convenience and get tested at home, visit trylgc.com potential and get 25% off your test using code POTENTIAL25. Once again, that's 25% off your test by going to trylgc.com potential using the promo code POTENTIAL25. Take charge of your physical health and well-being, and let's get checked. Talking all things entertainment, pop culture, and nerdum. this is The Potential Podcast. Welcome back to another edition of the Potential Podcast. I'm your host, Taylor Sokol, and join my, my well-spoken, articulate co-host, Chris Stewart. Uh, it is nice to uh, be seeing all these um, events and uh, the movies and, and shows and everything coming back. It's really exciting uh, to see that. And um, I, I, I tell you, you know, one of my one of my favorite things during the summer has to be all the new, like, you know, game shows and things like that come out of there. You know, it's like there's always that summer season 
So, I mean, right now, this is awesome because this episode, while this is airs, I will be at the beach. I'll be in Ocean City, Maryland with my family. And uh, we uh, we always love the, the time of you know summer because we watch all our favorite game shows. Game Show Network is always on. Got, got to love, you know, Steve Harvey. I'm a man, Steve Harvey. We got a great show for you. And uh, it's always a great show. And I love Family Feud. So, you got to always love that. It's kind of one of our traditions. What's some of your traditions that, you know, you kind of enjoyed in the summer? Show me potato salad. Um, yeah, the summer, I mean, for me, summer is uh, blockbuster movie time. Uh, it's definitely, I like, I like like summer concerts. And then, you know, yeah, there are those beach days or pool days. You know, this is now the season really with time to take a dip, especially when it's, it's hot the out. time of the season. Of the season. Bum, bum, bum. But yeah, it's kind of, you know, a lot of things are coming back. It's just so nice to see like a much more open summer than it was last year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, we're, we're seeing a lot of uh, good things coming back. Shows, sports, theater, you name it. Now, something that's also come back is a little fun thing that, you know, unfortunately, Taylor, you, you were just out here in L.A. very recently. But at that time, things were still a little COVID uh, regulated. Um, but it's a lot of fun when you, you look at these game shows or talk shows or any show that has an audience. Typically, yeah. those are all free tickets. It's not like it's, you know, you're not paying 60 bucks to go see the Ellen show. You know, you're going on the Ellen show to win 60 bucks or probably a car. Yeah. Um, but, you know, all those have a studio audience. And how that works is typically you just, you know, have to sign up early on, on you know, there's different websites. And you get to go and actually, you know, it's like kind of fun. You get to be the studio audience for these tapings. And this happens, you know, every day, all week, you know, for years. And so something that's kind of exciting this week is it's it's one of those bittersweet things, I would say, is I um, just last week got to be on one of Conan O'Brien's last episodes. He's down to this week is his final week. He's saying goodbye to the Conan show on TBS. And last week, I actually get to be his uh, in the audience for the JB Smooth episode, which was on Wednesday. And the thing is, he's, you know, for a while now, he obviously was doing, as most people were, talk shows. They were doing their shows over Zoom. And then some started to find ways to do it, you know, maybe in, like, you know, Colbert kind of did it at his house. Yeah, kind of a studio-esque with, without yeah. the audience. Without the audience. And Conan has been doing his show for a while now at the Largo which is a theater here in LA. And he actually was like, you know what? I'm ending the show. I want to have an audience for the last two weeks because, you know, uh, you know, as an entertainer, it's kind of like, what are you doing if you don't have an audience? And especially when it's a talk show where you're kind of expecting- It's not the same. It's been weird. Laughter and feedback. You know, you kind of want, you need a studio audience because then the people watching at home also get a bit of a when it's time to laugh, when it's time to applaud. You know, it's a little weird when they're just talking and there's silence. So it's, it's the same. I remember, you know, SNL was kind of doing Zoom for a while. It was so weird because it was like, why, why are we watching the SNL actors from home trying to do skits over yeah, Zoom? Yeah, it, it was almost like, can we just not do this? Because just do reruns until you came back in the studio. It's just so weird. Yeah. But anyway, Conan O'Brien, yeah, he's ending his show this week. Uh, you know, he's been on tbs now for 11 years but you know grand total he's been on tv as a late night host since 1993 uh when he started a late night with conan o'brien so you know the man has been a late night host 
for a long time. Currently the reigning champ of uh, the current late night hosts that are still going. And, you know, I think you and I, Taylor, we just gravitate to Conan the most from his brand of uh, both smart wit, outlandishly goofy humor, his quick jabs at his staff his hair. And, and his hair. I mean, you got to love his hair, his iconic red hair. So we thought, you know, this week we're going to do a little kind of uh, uh, episode that's uh, our, 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 you know, love of Conan. And how, you know, of course, Celebr- this isn't... celebrating his, celebrating, uh, his legacy. Yeah. yeah. And it's not going to be the end of Conan, of course. No, no, he's, and he's not gone. Uh, no, uh, he's not no. like done. He's actually moving to HBO Max. Uh, Which is starting, exciting. Uh, probably by the end of this year. And, you know, I think something that he's, and we'll, we'll get to later in the episode, is how a lot of talk shows have evolved with the idea of YouTube and social media. You know, a lot of people don't really watch. Not a lot of people are staying up to watch the TV episode at 1130. They're watching other things. And then the next day they're watching. And, and we, yeah. and we didn't really, we, I mean, we, we stayed up cause we were sneaking past when our parents were asleep. So we, yeah, yeah. we got to watch it. So, you know, that was the only time or, you know, we weren't feeling well, our grandparents were over and they were watching it. That was the only time we ever had access to Conan uh, going into like, you know, our, our teens. Uh, and, you know, even before that, I can, I can recall um, seeing that. I think I gravitated towards a more, um, you know, later when you had more of a YouTube generate, we had YouTube. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think I think that was the that was the key. Well, what was uh what was the first time you remember watching Conan or hearing about Conan? I mean, he, he, right away, you know, we're probably so used to it now, but like also such a unique name. You know, probably the only other Conan you'd heard of was, of course, Conan the Barbarian. Yeah. Um, you know, not a not a usual name, but uh, uh you know, what do you remember the first time you would either watch Conan O'Brien or in what way? You watched Conan O'Brien? You know, I think it had to have been, it had to have been on TV. It had to have been one time. Um, I remember my grandparents, uh, one of my, one sets of my grandparents, they were, uh, they were night owls. Uh, and I mean, one was a night owl. One, uh, my, my grandmother, she, um, she constantly stayed up. She'd, you know, but get up bright eyed bush tail, but she always stayed up for the late night stuff. And she watched a lot of, you know, Letterman and all that. But, I remember staying up at one point, I think this is what I recall, and, you know, Conan was on. And I, well, first of all, I always gravitate towards the talk show host. I think that's, you know, this is part of the reason why we do a podcast, because we love the... It's a it's a dream of ours, I think. You and I would love to... And whoever makes it first, yeah, we're, yeah. we're going to have... You're going to... Gonna... Uh, whoever makes it onto a talk show, then the other person is the uh, the sidekick character. I'll be, we the, would I'll, love, you know. I'll be the Andy Richter, I'll, you know, but... <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I think it was something about that right, right off the bat. Love that. And I, I don't know. I couldn't tell you the name of the guest because I think we've seen so many. So it kind of mushes together. But I do just remember watching Conan and being so drawn to the, everything. You know, at the time when they saw him, his hair wasn't as crazy. It's gotten crazier over the years. Oh, yeah. But it was just him, his facial expressions, his comedic timing. I just remember the looks he would give, the really squinty-eyed look. He's got, he already has kind of a squinty-eyed face, but he would just like, kind of like, just like stare at the audience, like what is happening right now? So he would always, he would always bring about the right humor and he would bring about this right thing. So I just remember these, watching these early things when I was younger, I was like, wow, this is, this is the greatest thing ever. (laughs) He, he is, yeah, he had a goofy energy that the other guys didn't have. I mean, obviously, Letterman was very funny and had a lot of, um, you know, 
smart kind of comedy about his way. And, and Jay Leno would have, you know, um, his kind of brand. And, you know, they were yeah. they were really the dueling guys was At it was time, Leno versus yeah. Letterman for the long time. But then you had the like the late the later night guys who really were kind of bringing more of the zany humor. You know, I'm, I'm thinking of people like Conan O'Brien and then, you know, Craig Ferguson. Uh, was on the one I really liked to, you know, at that time of night when it's, you know, past midnight, it's kind of like you could do weirder things because only the people staying up are looking for that type of stuff. It, it's not so much the, this is the tonight show. This is, you know, late. It's like a little more of the zany. Oh, well, yeah, totally different. I mean, I, you know, as I got older, I'd saw more of the daytime shows, you know, um, Kathy Lee and, and Regis and, you know, so I, but it was just a total different atmosphere. So late night, you could kind of push the envelope. You get away with it. So it was like, you're definitely appealing to a certain type of crowd. I think for me, the first time I really got to, to maybe watch Conan, although maybe, yeah, maybe at some point I did stay up and watch, you know, which he would have been on after Jay Leno is I had a collection of Triumph the Insult comic dog, which, um, <laughs> was a character by Robert Smigel, who still does that character from time to time now, little remotes and stuff. And he was a mainstay on the Conan show. And of course, the great thing is he would, he would be sent to big events or you know monumental events. And it'd be, of course, this ridiculous brand of humor. And you know Conan was kind of like, when, it, when hosting, it'd be like, and now we're gonna send one of our uh, correspondents you're thinking, oh, it's going to be some actual, like, you know, news person is like, it's Triumph the Insult Comic Dog. This rubber dog puppet that would go and just do the most ridiculous stuff. And, of course, the catchphrase, for me to poop on. And I remember the one that probably started off for me was they sent Triumph to the premiere in New York of The Phantom Menace. And just him dishing on these nerds for, like, 11 minutes was just, like, so funny. I remember being, like, probably middle school, uh, you know, you know, just a couple of, this is probably a little after Phantom Menace would have come out, but, you know, you, you try to find it on, you know, not even YouTube at the time. I don't think YouTube would come out just yet, but I actually had a thing on my like video iPod. I had bought the, like, it was like Triumph to Insult Combo Dog collection number one. And it had so many funny things like him going to a Bon Jovi concert, him going to a Michael Jackson trial, um, him going to course the Westminster dog show was a popular thing he went a few times to do that where he'd judge the dogs and then his character would end up humping him and stuff but I remember like there would be clips of course of Conan introducing this character before I go to the remote and he would be doing the things where he'd come out you know he'd he'd have the puppet things and he'd like cut them and like his little dance and I was like who is this guy he's he's very interesting and eventually down the line you know I think when it got to him taking on the tonight show that was a big deal because then it was like okay this is more of college and i am staying up to watch some of these shows when i would have time and of course this is now more of the era where youtube is starting to get pretty popular and we would see that you know clips and stuff would be on youtube if you wanted to watch but that was a big deal i think for conan to get the tonight show because you know for the longest time it was jay leno and you know you look back at the history of that kind of being the you know more iconic just because of the name and you know the, what that show represents so it was kind of neat to think that this guy who you know started off in snl as a writer and then went to the simpsons and then he got his own you know this young kid who got this show yeah and also harvard graduate Yes, yeah, so a Harvard grad, which he which is, it's still like uh, he never likes to talk about. But you know, funny, yeah, funny, it always comes up. But you know, find out years later, 
It's fun, just like, yeah, a yeah. little fun fact. But to see him take over the Tonight Show just seems kind of like it's kind of like very interesting to think that he was going to take over and be still doing what he, you know, his style of show. It wasn't like he was going to all of a sudden change and be like, oh, now I'm going to be. Uh, no, he didn't you know, want to reform into to something else to appeal. It's like, no, I'm still doing my thing. I'm I still doing my works. goopy like bits. Yeah. And yeah. And, you know, this kind of leads into the the unfortunate, uh, huge, uh, dramatic case of how Conan only really got to do the show for, I think it was not even a year, I think, in total, uh, because they, NBC wanted Jay Leno back. I guess the ratings for Conan were not as good. And, you know, unfortunately, that is a big thing that it does go into effect when these showrunners are looking at the numbers and they wanted leno to be back to do his own show but take the eleven thirty spot and mm-hmm. make conan's tonight show be the twelve thirty five spot and he was like then it's not the tonight show anymore yeah you know you can't change the the tonight show has been that time for you know 40 years it's like you can't all of a sudden take that and change the time so he uh of course a lot of a lot of uh bad press went out about jay leno and this whole nbc deal i think and i think if I remember right, I think Conan ended up making forty-five million. Uh, he was paid forty-five million to walk, wow, to leave. Um, not a bad paycheck, but of course, not that Conan was really in it for the money ever. He wanted the, he liked the prestige of that title. He'd worked hard for it, and so it kind of led us to this weird time where we're like, he, you know, he he was very depressed. And I remember, if you remember, this was the time when Conan like started to grow out, like facial hair you know he's been baby face yeah. like forever yeah he had that like really ridiculous like caveman beard yeah <laughs> i was like what is happening right now and it, yeah he uh he like went on tour for a while and it was kind of like weird it was like he had been a you know he did the late night late night show that thing ran for like 16 years he was the host of the late night show and then he got the tonight show and again like only a year so you think like You've been a talk show host for yeah, 16 stab- years. Establish your credentials. You, you know, people have been tuning in and, and they base shows on ratings. And obviously it was well rated. He was doing that for so long. And then the only year, it's nuts. And then this, yeah, just like nuts. So it kind of became a question of like, what is he, what is he going to do? And then TBS approached him to do a talk show. And thus Conan was, was made. So it was kind of nice that he did find a spot. And I think, I think in the long run, kind of looking back at now, the last 11 years of him being on TBS, I think he has become more popular, more beloved, and more well-known worldwide than ever because of what he's done on TBS with this show. Well, and I think, I mean, TBS branded itself as very funny. It was, that was their, their tagline. It was, this is going to be, TBS is going to be all comedic stuff. It's going to be we we do we know well not all but we we know funny we know comedy, and it was like this was a match made in heaven for Conan to go with them, and by this time, you know building the brand of Conan, this is like was peak time where YouTube is really starting to take off more and but it was great about YouTube, is once that became more of a thing, it was only putting out what. You know the little bits and, and bites of his episodes that you can see the highlights. It was also playing his older stuff, 
And so it was introducing a new generation to like, okay, this is what, and there were some epic interviews he had with some people. And it was just like, oh my gosh, you know, some of the people that he had were a little bit nuts, a little bit crazy. Um, So it was kind of really something, something beautiful about that. And I think YouTube is really, really what's has continued to build and make his brand so amazing. Yeah. I think it's so interesting that nowadays it really is like, I think more people watch the late night bits and remotes off of YouTube than actually watching the show itself on NBC or TBS or CBS or what say you. And that goes for all talk shows. I mean, yeah, exactly. I don't remember the last time I really was actually watching a TV to watch a late night show. I mean, every now and then maybe SNL, but even that, it's like more often you miss it. And then the next day, well, every we're getting single... older, Chris. We're getting older. That's true. Chris. We, can't, we, we don't stamp as late. We can't step as much as everyone. It's, it's about my bedtime in the next 20 minutes. But um, <laughs> no, I mean, like, I honestly, I, I can find myself sometimes on like an hour long Conan YouTube binge. Yep. And it can be all sorts of things. You know, it's uh, something I think he's done the best of all the talk show hosts has been his remotes. Um, and these are remote for those who are listening who don't know what that means. That means those are the things he goes and he goes to a place and he he does his thing and, and brings a filming crew. Yeah, it's so out, get like outside a, of the studio. Yeah, it's not in the studio. It's like an eight to ten minute thing, or it might be somewhere. You know, something I think also Conan has done very well is how much he incorporates his staff. Um, you know, he obviously he portrays himself on Conan as this kind of like this comedic pompous, tyrant. <laughs> tyrant of a boss when yeah. really of course he is farthest from everyone says he's so nice and so sweet but he likes to do these funny things where he will go uh you know give a you know he'll be like oh i'm gonna sneak in and find who's been eating the cake of the my staff or who stole this uh who stole sonia's uh mug and and it could be a full like eight minute you know segment and it's just like it's brilliant and i think something that people have found about him is like how much he really does connect to people and not to say that the other talk shows don't but i mean look at look at all the news that came out the last you know year during the pandemic of someone like ellen DeGeneres, who her brand for the longest time has been or oh yeah or what about matt lauer you know all these you know yeah. these these daytime you know news people talk show hosts there's a lot mm-hmm. of little nonsense you know whether it's being a horrible boss or, or being part of part of the problem or being involved in this toxic environment you know there's something to be said of you know one disgruntled employee or something when you have multiple reports something's up and it's 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 sad to see that but and conan someone conan someone that actually like i think something he does a lot in both his interviews especially with um attractive women um he actually like he plays up a bit of like how awkward he is like he's been happily married since 2002 yeah, on purpose on it's it's very smart but he plays up that he that either he's super attractive and therefore he should be liked by said celebrity or whatever the case may be but he plays he plays so much into like that detrimental humor where he makes fun of himself so much he plays it up to be pompous or something but i love how much he you know he always compares himself to like I look like a Finnish woman or, you know, Tilda Swinton. Like, he's yeah. always looks like Tilda Tilda Swinton. Swinton. Yes. Yeah. And like, you know, he looks, I'm like, I look like the prime minister of Finland and you know, how, how like he, you know, we talking about, I'm so attractive with this, you know, my skinny odd body. Uh, you know, it's like, I love how much he plays into like 
the opposite of the tropes of which I mean for a talk show host that kind of was the thing for a long time was schmoozing up to the guests. It was a little bit of their a movie. To- toxic, toxic kind of um, that that weird masculinity where of course the women were like, oh, you know, I'm talking this movie. And then there was the kind of the awkward banter that was not awkward, but more the flirtatious, you know, where his is the opposite. He's that, you know, goofy guy that's, you know, really not, he's just trying to be, you know, and it's, it, it made for such a entertainment, but also just such a comfortable, fun environment. You can see that, you know, and that's just something that, you know, there's very few that have been able to pull that off. Yeah. And also just like keeping it not, fake i guess you could say is something that i think is also unique about him like for example you know looking at someone like jimmy fallon i think jimmy fallon has also found a a fun way to do remotes and he he obviously he's very good at singing and playing guitar so he likes to do a lot of uh, musical stuff which is great but you know you you look at the people that watch any of his interviews and you look at the comments almost every single time you're like how much can this guy fake laugh? How much can he fake laugh for well, his interview? Also, though? the thing is, Conan has a very genuine laughter. You notice that, you know, he laughs and something he funny, laughs. Yeah, he'll lose it. Yeah, but yeah. what's also great about it, he does balance the humor with actually being a good interviewer. And I think that's something that's a very, very rare. And that's why, this is why we're doing this episode, not only because Conan's leaving talk show hosting, but because he stands out among some of the top talk show host because he knows how to not only elicit good responses from the guests but he's able to direct it how he wants and it's never it's never you know awkward or anything like that and never like you said not feel forced and that's the unfortunate thing with jimmy fallon is he and he seems to talk over the guests all the time and it's like, <laughs> hey you know and i'm like yeah. let them talk we're here for them not you jimmy you know and yeah and <laughs> You know, and you can tell I, uh, I have my thoughts, and that's yeah. another episode. But um, <laughs> but on that note, as we're talking about the changing of Conan and the future of you know his shows, um, I think we should take a little break. And uh, when we come back, I want to talk a little bit more about his uh, social media and the future of you know his entertainment and influences in different platforms. Sounds good. We'll be right back. Hey, Chris. Do you ever feel you want to change your lifestyle? Not really. I'm fine with my current wardrobe, thanks, though. I'm not talking about changing your brand names or joining a cult. I'm talking about Ace Lifestyle. (sighs) What's that? Change our hairstyles, help animals out, and say, Alrighty then. No, not Ace Ventura. I'm talking about Ace Lifestyle. It stands for Accountability, Consistency, and Enjoyment. It is the best way to feel better, think better, and enjoy your life. If you want to better your health goals, then this is the way. Okay, Mando. What is this, some sort of new fad diet? No way. Not at all. No quick fixes, no tricks, and it's made for whatever you want to get out of the program. Just like the title says, it's a lifestyle. It's your chance to take charge of your health. Interesting. Please go on. It is designed for whatever you want. Do you want to lose weight? Do you want to gain more muscle? Or do you just want to feel better, mentally and physically? That is what Ace Lifestyle is all about. Well, that seems like a lot to take on myself. You are not alone. When you sign up for this program, you get dedicated professionals who are just as passionate to help you reach your goals. And you're not alone because... 
you're joined by a group of other like-minded individuals who have their own health goals in mind every month. How would one find out more? You can find out more and get started by reaching out through their Instagram at the Ace Lifestyle Co. That's at the Ace Lifestyle Co. Wow. You seem to know a lot about this, Taylor. Well, Chris, I'm not just an expert of Ace Lifestyle. I'm also a member. You certainly look slimmer, more annoyingly energetic than usual. Well, thank you, Chris. It's all thanks to Ace Lifestyle. It's now time for you to take back your health. So go for it and change your life for the better. Hey, Conan O'Brien here with another Clueless Gamer, where I will review the latest and greatest of video games. Today we're reviewing the smash hit sequel from Naughty Dog PlayStation 4's The Last of Us Part 2. I don't know why I keep doing this. It's a waste of my precious time, and I have no idea what I'm doing. But still, I press on. Thankfully, I'm not alone. Please welcome my trusted sidekick and resident nerd, Aaron Blayhart. Blay, welcome. Hey, Conan. Yeah, so excited to be back and, and talk about this game. Please, slow your roll. Let's temper our expectations. And why are you so sweaty? Uh, I have no idea. But anyway, let's talk about the game. Yes. Please give me another boring description in which I'll have no interest. Carry on! Yeah. Uh, anyway, so this is the sequel to The Last of Us, which was amazing. So you have to play the original to get what's going on? Or are there cliff notes? Well, uh, kind of. Uh, well, that's enough of that. So in this one, you play the role of Ellie, who's living in this post-pandemic world fighting to survive both the human element and the infected. Well, shouldn't they all be wearing masks? What's going on? Well, in this apocalypse happened because of this cordyceps fungus. The end of the world happened because of fungus? I don't know this for a fact, but I've had shrooms liven up the party. <laughs> Alright, let's begin. Well, I must say this game looks incredible, but... Nothing's happening, so... <sighs> Holy shit! What was that? Yeah, that was that was one of the infected. You have to watch out for them. Are, 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 you gotta hit X. Hit the X button! Clearly this infected is on X or some kind of narcotic. So just let them have the drugs. No! Hit the D-pad! Yeah, you're a real D-pad yourself. <laughs> now we come up to the scene, Ellie is meeting her friend Dina who they have this romantic story. Well, this has got a whole lot better. Arr, 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 arr. Well, wait a minute. Is that marijuana? This looks like the setup for Snoop Dogg's next music video. Now next we need to enter this room of the hotel. Is this a Motel 6 or the Radisson? Wow, this has really gone downhill. Whoa! Whoa! My God, what is that thing? Why wasn't it wearing pants? Well, th that's called a bloater, and they are very hard to kill. <laughs> maybe, maybe he just had a big meal, or needs a hug, or a treadmill. <laughs> kill him! Get him with your shotgun! So, what did you think? Well... I'm not going to lie, this is a terrifying game. Great visuals, and it's very fast-paced. I have no clue what's going on half the time, 
And if this was the apocalypse, I'd probably end up a bloater. I'm going to give this a ranking of green, which means nothing. Thanks for watching another Clueless Gamer. So we're back talking more about the one and only Conan O'Brien and his show Conan on TBS. So, you know, I think there was a few things that were very unique to that show that weren't uh, such a thing in his uh, the, the Tonight Show or his, his original late night show. So I'm going to start off with uh, one that I think you and I both uh, loved a lot. And we actually just got finally another kind of last edition of this. Um, I think about two weeks ago or three weeks ago now. About but three weeks ago now, yeah. For a long time, uh, you know, Conan O'Brien being a a man who understands that the, the especially the kids today who are really uh, probably the, the majority of his audience are fans that are like our age that have kind of watched him for a long time, but also kind of the, the college age and teens. A lot of people play video games. Conan O'Brien does not. He's not really a gamer. Uh, and so he had this bit called Clueless Gamer, uh, which is where he would bring on one of his staff, Aaron, and he would play video games with him. And of course, then he would do his unique brand of commentary i can tell you for a fact i have watched and re-watched many of the clueless gamer uh, episodes on youtube full binges it is hilarious because it's not only one that he's not really good at them and when he actually does do pretty well how exciting like he's like excited like a kid oh yeah but it's yeah. it's the commentary it's this these jokes about like the ridiculous rules of games and of course him actually you know, I would say that Conan is someone you could qualify as a history nerd and maybe like a writing nerd, yeah. but he is not a gamer nerd. He's Video not a nerd. This is not his forte. So and... like him just joking about like, we're going to go to Blue Glorb and find the bling bling. And, you know, he, yeah, he... but also just this is great about how he really does play off, you know, when he has a good like kind of co-anchor or his little sidekick, him and Aaron Blayhart are hilarious together hilarious. because Aaron is the super nerd. And every time oh he was explain the game and Conan just with his beady lies is just like, I'm just, I'm just, or here. they do the things where he just keeps talking and talking. And then they keep doing like, it looks like he's been talking forever. And Conan just is stared off into space. And he's like, you need help. You need, you know, he's like, why did you run in? You look like you, you you're sweating already. Yeah. Just calm one, down. One my, I think one of the first ones he did was, uh, and I still watch this over and over again is uh, the Hitman. Uh, yes movie a uh, game absolution or something like that and his commentary this is that first one which is great because he was just i love his beginning he's like uh people have uh, had me uh, read video games um i don't really like video games i'm not very interested mistake for them a waste of time for me <laughs> so it was just that set the tone for him and then oh, yeah. like you're right chris i go back so many times just to like like i literally laugh so hard i must pee my pants it's just you're right the commentary is just brilliant i got the um i had the unique experience too i've been to a conan taping prior to the one i just went to this okay. is back in 2014 um i know kobe smolders was like the main guest on the show oh wow i'm definitely jealous and uh, jenny person. slate was on the show the very funny jenny slate oh my god she's amazing um, who of course was in parks and rec and snl but the cool thing was at the end of the show, they did a quick thing where they're like, hey, we're going to show this tomorrow for tomorrow's taping, but we're going to preview for it tonight. And it was a clueless gamer of Super Smash Brothers for the Wii U. I, I'll never forget the line where, you know, of course, when playing video games, and obviously we know from gaming that whenever there's a female character, typically they're animated 
a little more voluptuous, if you will. Yeah, they're quite um, proportioned. And uh, there was just a moment where he was like, who's Samus? And Aaron's like, well, there's also Zero Suit Samus. And then Conan goes, is there birthday suit Samus? <laughs> and I just like, things like that where like, it just like, he plays a little bit into the sexual nature. Or like a pervy nerd, really. A pervy nerd. Where he, like, he, I remember when he did, fun of himself because remember like, he did The Witcher, The Witcher oh, 3. Man. And the whole time he just keeps going, he's like, when are they going to have sex? And he's like, take me to the part where they have sex. And like, he literally starts choking Aaron. And he's like, yeah. when are they going to have sex? And yeah. then it gets to the scene where they have sex. And he's like, Aaron, go away. Get and they do, the this, they do this. They do this. like shame. Flowers His hair open. is all, yeah. And then. You know, most of the time he rates them like uh, I rate it, you know, it's a C or he, he's, he goes, this is the greatest game that's ever happened. Um, and like, you know, just it's so funny. So I actually would love that, you know, depending on what he does in the future with his new show on HBO Max, I would love if he was able to incorporate that in some way, because I just think keep it because games are still going to come out and he's not going to run a shortage of commentary. And I mean, to have Aaron do it with him, I think it's just great. And he's uh, also evolved a lot of it where he has had celebrities come on and oh, do yeah. it with him. Yeah, and was, not just was, yeah. not just movie stars. He's had, you know, like football players and, yeah, and I mean, you know, musicians he, and stuff. So I mean for Aaron Rodgers, uh, I mean, and yeah, like you said, great comedians and Bill Hader. Yeah. It's it's something that I feel like that's why I think why it's so good. There's so little of them out there. You think they've been gone for years, but it's been very like but all those little things. You talk about the 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 remotes, emotes. Remotes. Remotes. Uh, yeah. I'm thinking of emoting my emotions. <laughs> I was emoting about the remoting. Uh, but yes, all the things. I remember when he was had Dave Franco on and doing that they were going on Tinder. Or even Billy Eichner going on Grindr. Going to Grindr. Yeah, oh, my gosh. One of my and favorites. Actually, uh, Conan wants to actually K-Man. go meet the guy. Remember, he wants to actually like meet the guy he meets yes. on Grindr. I'm like, you're like, no one, no talk show host would do this. Um, what was like, the one you were you're talking about? Oh, Mary... the other one was because uh, my grandmother, she was a big Southern mm. Mary Kay. He learns to become oh. a Mary Kay sales associate. And I was just like, just he's putting all this makeup on him. And he's just like, <laughs> I was just dying. And of course, every time he partnered up with Ice Cube and Kevin Hart, that I was the just Uber. Coming, yeah. Oh, the Uber, I mean, Uber and, ride. Yeah. Oh, it just. And then, like, I remember, like, one I really love is um, there's a guy on his staff that loves taco bell so he took him to taco bell headquarters and again like there's so many great things of just like his staff like it's it's not even a celebrity and and just to talk about think of how much in the last 11 years sonia has become like a full-blown like mini celebrity because of absolutely Conan. yeah speaking of, of staff look at i mean his assistant sony mofsefsian hope i said it correctly yes. yeah you did uh, and um we got it and we, we're going to talk about this in a second but yeah she's become a, a yeah, a celebrity and um, a famous person in her own right. And I mean, she like, and there's no hiding who she is. She acts like herself. And it just, and that's what I think is great about it. Cause he's playing up this again, large in life goofball and also kind of a bit of a, a jerk of a boss, but he's not. And then she's just like, how am I supposed to react to this? And they'll like give her a bit. And she's like, no, that didn't happen. You know? Yeah, she she such a good foil. Uh, she, for him. She's such a fun, like another kind of uh, you know, not even a character, just a, a relationship that's bonded from her literally becoming his assistant and starting to feature her more in remotes and other staff members you see uh often in his remotes, and then just to see how she's evolved into this somewhat celeb character where people really uh have fallen in love with her 
her quick kind of uh, sense of, you know, just saying what she wants to say. And then there's been fun moments where it's like, you know, like, for example, um, Conan like took her and a bunch of the female staff out to go see the Magic Mike premiere and, <laughs> you know, great. things yeah. like that. And it's just like, it's so funny that he's he's willing to kind of go and do these embarrassing, goofy things. Um, you know, he he he. <laughs> there was a really funny one where he wants to help Sonia buy a car, but oh even though God, he is just ripping apart her old car, because even though he car. is a man of of immense wealth, he knows the bit is going to be funner if he goes and buys her a hunk of junk and not some new car. And he actually does. And he, I'm gonna get you the blue book value, and it's like this terrible, you know, and, piece of and junk that's car. what I think sets him apart. Like no other no other um talk shows are do have, have gone to the lengths of him kind of doing you know he's focused more on you know the the everyday stuff the mundane things and i know there's a lot of great talk shows creating fun stuff but that's something that's really set him apart i think it's gone to show this is the kind of person that that's why he's been in the business for so long because he knows people well especially look at uh think of like being the last, uh, you know, I guess it, it got off in what 2013. Think of The Office as a show, being a show that was very funny, parodying real life office situations. It's kind of like when he does his remotes with his staff, it's kind of like a taste of The Office. It's kind of feeling like, what are these normal people that are running this show where he's the head? And like the funny thing too is he always counts himself as like, I'm the one who hired you, I'm the boss. And I'm like, uh, I don't think he does any of that. Like, you know, he's like, I am the leader of 1800 people. I think we have like 300 people on staff. Oh, I thought it was 1800. Okay. You've uh, ruined my day. It's fine. Like he, this weird, like funny, quick detrimental humor. And, you know, talking about pairings in terms of just staff that have blown up to be another icon, you have Jordan Schlansky, his assistant producer all the way, I think back since the late night with Conan O'Brien, he's been with him forever. This man that a lot of people do think it's like these scripted, uh, you know, like some character they have hired some actor and it's not. That's it's what just, I thought when I first saw it. I was like, what is this nonsense? Well, you're kind of like, there's no way this this guy just seems to like he seems so douchey in a way and yeah. seems so like uh, <laughs> and just the way that Conan Conan and him. It's like you could tell I've had such a blast doing these remotes where obviously a lot of it is it's, it's almost like Conan's like enemy in a way. It's like his, his, uh, his, his, yeah, uh, his, his general Zod to his super. Yeah. And it's like, but it's all like dumb things where like he caught him, he caught him running late. So like he, he like wants to do a whole thing about why are you late? And he gives him like a giant clock or obviously Jordan's talked a lot about um, his specific love of Italian espresso and not a, never had a drop of American coffee. And he's bought an espresso machine with Conan's money. So then Conan comes in and goes, you know, you kind of like Mussolini, who also made choices uh, for everyone and not just himself. So instead, he gives him like, you know, an old coffee mate, kind of like, you know, coffee pot and, you know, just little things like that. And it's accumulated to be a running bit that has started from, I think, back uh, earlier uh, when the show started running, they did like an Italian dinner together. And it's been like one of his, I think for me, one of my most favorite things of the Conan show has been like, I do Jordan Shlansky binges from time to time. I watch like every remote. It is just hilarious. And the thing, you know, they've now also gone on to do a few travel shows together, which we'll get to in a second. But before we, you know, go any further, we got to talk about one pairing that's been great, you know, sticking with the talk show. We got to mention Andy Richter. We got to mention Andy Richter, who has been a, a longtime friend 
of Conan O'Brien, who was, of course, the he was the co-host of the Late Night with Conan O'Brien. And you know, Andy Richter is someone you you you'll see him pop up in TV all the time as an actor, but he really has been a great sidekick to Conan. I think he's someone that is kind of a funny, like he's a funny foil at times, is kind of being um he, you know he sits there and he, every now and then it lands a good joke yeah or and you i think know, conan always look, would look look to him like what do you think about this andy because he's like i want him to have a line and the great thing about andy though he will take the time with his line like he'll go yeah like he'll he'll prepare it's not like sometimes he has to think about it but he'll set it up like i'm cueing myself up for something good hopefully it's good but he does he always has got the one-liners and their little their rep, repertoire, uh, the rapport is just just so much fun, and it's like he's been like a good uh, fixture, and a, you know that little partner in crime um, to create. I wonder if he'll. Uh, I wonder if he'll uh, you know be included into the the news show. I'm sure he will at some point because he really has been like he's he's a good uh, kind of co-host and setting him up and then getting on the bits and even though he doesn't really do a lot with the remotes. One thing that he has done that I think we got to talk about here before we get into the travel shows is the comic cons, you know, Conan, even though he knows that he is not himself a nerd, he understands that nerds love him. And for years, every year he would go to comic con and do his shows down in San Diego. And I mean, he would do ridiculous things where he would come in, you know, as his superhero alter ego, like (laughs) full on muscle suit. And, you know, they, they would do these great um, openers where it would be like a short film remote. And I remember like one I loved was they did the Mad Max um, remote one time where Andy was uh, Imogen Joe and then Conan was the the guy on the big, you know, with like the fire uh, guitar. And like, of course, in the movie, it's like this ridiculous makeup and everything. And it's just Conan with like this weird thing on his face and he's playing. And like they they would do that almost every year. They would have some really cool like filmed intro that would be some popular show at the time, you know, Breaking Bad or uh, Walking Dead or something like that. You and know, that, and that yeah, and it, the makeup and everything was great. But I gotta real quick go back. You know what I have to mention is of course one of his epic hosting gigs of all time is when he hosted the Emmys uh, yes. way back when, and that cold open. I am going uh, through all the films from The Office, which was directed by J.J. Abrams. Yes, we had the uh, where he's you know flying there, and all of a sudden he gets lost on Lost. Then he's then he's in The Office, House Twenty Four, uh, even South Park, and, and uh, To Catch a Predator, which is one of the best. And I still go back and watch. That I still watch it. I just love that line where Dwight goes, "Jim," and Jim's like, "No, I did not have Conan O'Brien fall through the ceiling." And then, of course, they do the whole bit of, like, Pam is very attractive. Yeah. I can see us having two to three seasons of Will They, Won't They, which eventually will go nowhere. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, so brilliant. Like, I have to get to the Emmys. Yeah. Um, that was very funny. I think he, he's done the Emmys, I think, twice. Um, he's also done things like, um, uh, what's the, the dinner they do at the White House? The White House. Correspondence uh, dinner. Correspondence dinner. He's done that before. Um you know, he's very good with that kind of uh, live, um, you know, as a host. I mean, obviously, that's what he's been doing for a long time. But I think it's kind of nice when he gets to branch out from his own show to do stuff like that. Yeah, you put him in any situation with a microphone, uh, he's going to kill him. I think one of the best things that Conan has done, and it's something that's been so popular, I think it's why we're having the big move to HBO Max and to finish 
his time on TBS is he's been doing this Conan Without Borders. And this has been his travel show where he films an entire episode in a country. And he he does, a, it's a great mix of really being like respectful of the country and trying to really uh, embrace the culture and to really experience a bunch of things. But of course, it's still Conan. So it's still his brand of humor. And he's had some really amazing ones. I mean, he's been to like Ghana. He's been to Australia, Korea. Mm-hmm. Korea. Um, of course, one of the best ones was Italy, which was all with him and Jordan Schlansky just going around Italy. And I mean, just ridiculous hijinks, you know. And, and this is something a lot of people have picked up on. I mean, he took, um, he took Sonia with him to do a whole episode on Armenia. Uh, where her family's from and so like there's things where you kind of watch and you're going no other host is doing this this is really like taking the time to take you know a film crew to go to a place like this do a bunch of remotes and you know make an episode out of it and you're like celebrating a world culture that maybe some people don't really know and won't really take the time to watch like a documentary or you know uh, uh, a nature thing on and so like maybe people go oh I got to laugh. I got to learn something. That's why it's so powerful because Conan is smart like that, knowing I can entertain people, but I also can educate them. And Mm -hmm. I think that goes back to his roots of being a Harvard grad. He was, uh, he was a very, he is and was a a very smart, intelligent guy. So when it comes to comedy, it just, he, he knows the buttons to push and the avenues to take. And, you know, speaking of branching out to different mediums, of course, I think a major reason why Chris and I are here today has got to be uh, the inspiration. Part of this podcast was, of course, Conan Needs a Friend when he started his own podcast. Now about, what, two and a half years ago, three years ago almost? Yeah, it started in 2018. And, you know, I think you and I, you know, I was I was over more on the East Coast in New York. Uh, and, you know, when you're when you're going to work and you're just going you know, on the subway every day, you're, I found podcasts was my new thing when I... I moved to New York a couple years ago, pre-pandemic. I just really got into podcasts. And the two main ones I got into was How Did This Get Made? And Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend. And this was a great way to, you know, you know, when you watch YouTube or something on your phone, you're sucking up more juice and stuff. Podcasts, it's kind of fun. You're listening to an episode. You're, you're still getting the full interview, but you don't need to have your phone out. And it's more in-depth, too. Like, this is nothing yes. like we ever got to experience. I mean, being... And you'll agree with this, Chris. I, I can I, I know you well enough. I think that when you watch a talk show, because of commercials and timing, you don't have enough. And there's always, you know, because of maybe goofiness or get stuck in one question, there's so much more to hear about. And you want to hear more from these guests than just them promoting something. Yeah, we don't want the same five-minute story of, oh, yeah, this is how the film was made, and it's so cool about that. You see it on every talk show. This is how I got the role and stuff. This this medium was like, okay, wow. So he has like almost like pretty much like, you know, 50 minutes to an hour talking with this person, and they're talking about whatever the hell they want to talk about, and they're not constrained. And that was the cool thing. We're getting more of a behind-the-scenes look, not only – um to conan but these guests and i think now we got conan he's not filtered by you know uh, public you know um (laughs) broadcast television so they can drop some f-bombs and this also added to you know the great uh you know banter again more so with him and sonia 
And of course, we add another uh, fun element to them, which of course is the producer. And Matt Gorley. Matt Gorley. Gorley himself. And uh, who's produced a lot of podcasts, which oh, is yes, why he, he was, uh, that's why he was hired in the first place was, you know, they kind of probably knew the dream team of, well, we're going to have Conan. Uh, Andy's not going to be part of this. Andy has his own podcast. So they're like, Sonia, you'll be like the co-host. And then we're like, we need to have um, a producer. And so they went with Matt Gorley. He's produced many podcasts and is pretty big in the podcast community. And he really is like the third element. He's kind of like um, the the one that will chime in every now and then with a little comment or something. And it just, it can get Conan either on a funny side as someone to make fun of, or, um, you know, they both bond a lot on history, but it's kind of like Conan being again, uh, this feeling of the megalomaniac boss podcast host and his two minions when really most people love the two minions more than Conan. But of course, Conan is doing this all in great fun. And I love that. I love on the podcast the most when they go too far to the point where then Conan just bursts up laughing because it's so ridiculous. And it's you know? like they, they don't edit. It's like almost how they've done it so well is they don't edit. It seems like anything because he's just like, we're going off. We're going on tangents <laughs> where you, Chris and I are like, we're a little bit more. What we try to stay focused more, but I, mean, try, I love yeah. that. Like every episode starts with them doing eight to 10 minutes of the most random and it could be it could be anything. It could be them talking about you know life, about the pandemic, about whatever. And it could it could go off on a whole tangent. And then it's always it gets to a point where Conan will go, okay, we shouldn't waste any more time. We got a we got an important guest here today. <laughs> Meanwhile, fifteen minutes have gone by. <laughs> and then when they end the episode, they also do a lot of funny like goofy things. Really, you know, it's like it's its own comedy hour show. But I do like that it's also you know the beauty of podcasts, and you know, you can do them anywhere note to self we're doing this over zoom in two different states as we've been doing the entire time but you know they they don't just have comedians and actors they've had you know some very important people some musicians of politicians you know michelle first obama's lady, been, on. Barack Hillary obama Clinton's been on you know yeah. yeah so i like that he he does have um a lot of variety and it's just been a really fun podcast to follow and i think yeah there was something about that I think seeing someone that we've loved on YouTube and watched on TV for a long time hearing his podcast, I think hearing more of the, uh, the Sonia Gorley trio talking, I think was a definitely inspiration for us to go, well, you know, you and I talk about uh, movies and TV shows and games all the time. Why don't we start a podcast, which Mm -hmm. here we are, uh, you know, year and a half later, still doing it. So, and we're still, we're still uh, always finding new things to add to it, you know, adding reviews and stuff. And mm-hmm. who knows what we're going to add next time. Maybe next time we're, we're going to try a new dish, you know, or uh, we're wearing hats that you can't see them, but they're nice. You know, I just think overall, he has been such an icon on TV and clearly it's not going to change. Um, and the, yeah, again, the beauty of YouTube that you could still watch so many clips from the TBS show, the, the older shows. And, you know, there was a thing when it came to 20, the 25th anniversary kind of of the late night show, a lot of those uh, clips and stuff are available right there on the website, on the Team Coco page. And, you know, there's some really great ones that he did when he was um, in those early days. And kind of fun to see how he still has, you know, to think if you've run a show for 27, 28 years, to think you're still coming up with a fresh material, fresh bits and fresh ways to bring comedy and him really you know i think him and his team really taking advantage of the mediums that are available today to find ways to uh stick to okay attention spans are a little shorter nowadays people are more on the go so obviously with youtube podcasts and you know who knows what next and so 
seeing that HBO Max and streaming has become really the big thing nowadays with Netflix and Hulu and all that. I'm going to be really curious to see what he's going to do. You know, it's, it's slated as a variety show. I don't think it's going to be just his Conan uh, Without Borders, but I definitely know that's going to be a big part of it because people want to keep seeing him go to different places and, you know, doing these culture shows. And so I'm excited to see where he goes next, but I can see why he's maybe, you know, he's got the podcast now, so he doesn't really need the format of the, um, you know, the talk show where he's interviewing, you know, and, you know, he was also the one that went down in the, kind of the last, uh, it was probably only about six months or a year before the pandemic kicked in. He, he had shortened his show to 30 minute time format. So he even evolved his show during, you know, it was the hour long format where it was usually about two guests and then a music actor or a comedian. He actually shortened it down to 30 minutes. And so his show had already evolved to a shorter thing. So I think it was kind of, he was kind of seeing an end to it anyway. So I think he's kind of thinking, you know, we're just coming back, the pandemic and everything. I think it's a good time to to end this chapter and go into the next. And of course, being on HBO Max, he would have the freedom to do a lot more stuff that you're not allowed to do via a cable uh, network show. So I'm wondering what he will do, maybe maybe even a little more adult. Who knows, you know? Uh, but his possibilities are endless, and I think he will continue to be a, a someone that will entertain us for a long time. I don't think he's ever going to, really quit the biz that way um because man he's just so funny he's a very very funny man yeah exactly and i i hope that hope that more generations that of you know the future get to get a chance to go back and, and continue that see the stuff that he produces but i'm i'm glad that we were blessed we came out at a time um that he we got to see how he's utilized technology, how he stayed, continues to stay relevant, and just inspiring that he's continued to create new things, and I think becoming an you know icon for not only an entertainer but a talk show host and quite simply one of the best of all time. So congrats, Conan, on your run on TBS, eleven great years and well over you know 27, 28 years now as a talk show host, uh, you know. You've, you've had a momentous career, and it's far from over. Excited to see your next chapter as it goes along. But, uh, yeah, so, Conan, keep doing your thing, and maybe one day have us on your podcast. We'll have you on ours. That'd be kind of fun, wouldn't yeah, it? Yeah, I'm just saying, if you, you know, Sona, um, Gorley, you know, we mention you, please, you know, if men- just a mention, uh, but one day maybe you'll be our guest or we'll be yours. <laughs> one, be can awesome. <laughs> one can hope. One can hope. I'm hoping right now. You're fired. I know. <laughs> Thanks for listening to The Potential Podcast. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at The Potential Podcast or on Twitter at The Potential Pod. Or you can email us. Send us your positive feedback and thoughts, suggestions, and more through our email, thepotentialpodcast at yahoo.com. I'm your host, Chris Dewar. And I'm your host, Taylor Sokol. Stay tuned for more episodes on pop culture, entertainment, and nerdum. And remember, know, know your, your potential. potential.